The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today from Luke chapter 5, and especially these words. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And then Jesus' response to him, Do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching men. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What is God doing in our reading for today? That's really a question every pastor should ask of every reading that he prepares to preach on. For while there can be a lot going on in any text, the most important thing going on is usually what God is doing. Yes, we must look and see that God is acting. He is doing something. He's on the move. So what is God doing in our reading for today? Well, he is sending out sin and men. God in the flesh, Jesus, we are told, was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And there he saw two boats which were recently emptied of their fishermen. One of those boats was owned by a guy named Simon, who would later become pretty well known by the name Jesus would give him, Peter. In our reading, Jesus, after teaching from Simon's boat, told Simon that he should put his boat out a ways and cast his nets one more time. Simon, the fisherman, the fisherman told Jesus, the carpenter's son, that they had already been out all night trying to catch fish and had caught nothing. But yet amazingly, that same Simon, who was the fisherman by trade, yielded to Jesus, the carpenter's son, and did put his boat out and his nets as well. As it is clear from all of the readings about Jesus calling his disciples, there was something about Jesus and his word that always suggested that he was something much more than just a carpenter's son. Although we must admit, we don't know exactly what that something was. But for whatever reason, Simon yielded to this request and he put out his nets and they began to fill with so many fish that when the other boat was called in, both boats began to sink. And it was then that Peter understood even more surely that Jesus was something much more than the son of a carpenter. Peter understood, at least in part, that he was in the presence of the Creator's Son. And he knew that he had no business being there. He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But then there were Jesus' wonderful words of grace that assured Peter that his sins would not get in the way of what God was planning to do. No, his sins would be forgiven, and then he would be sent out as a fisher of men instead. Peter, in years to come, would be astonished at the amount of people that Jesus would put into the net, so to speak, when Peter opened up his mouth and spoke the gospel. Yes, God was sending out sin, and then men. He sent out Peter's sin by his forgiveness, and then he sent out Peter to proclaim that same forgiveness. 
And no doubt, at least upon reflection, Peter must have thought about how much that thing that happened to him was like what had happened to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, which we heard about in our Old Testament reading. For Isaiah, too, there was in the presence of God, and he knew that he should not be there either. He said there was no way that his lips could carry the word of the Lord because they were unclean lips. And he came from a people who all had unclean lips as well. But again, God made clear that would not stop him from doing the thing he had planned to do. No, his sins would be forgiven as a hot coal is taken off the altar and placed onto his mouth to cleanse his mouth and those unclean lips. And then Isaiah would be sent out with the lips of the Lord to proclaim his word. Yes, there also God was sending out sin and then men. You know, God still does this same thing in regards to those whom he sends out to preach his word in his church. One of the most humbling and yet oddly reassuring things that happens to one when they go to the seminary to train to be a pastor is finding out that the other men gathered there, well, they happen to be sinners, just like you are. When you first go to seminary, you sometimes wonder if you'll find such pious men there, always just walking around with their hymnals, chanting things, that you might not even be able to relate to them at all. But soon you learn that still in our day, God simply uses sinners to take his word out to his people. Yes, in our day also, God says to the men at those seminaries studying to be pastors that he will not allow their sins to stand in the way of what he wishes to do. Those men's sins are forgiven as the word of the gospel is preached into their ears and the body and blood of Christ are placed into their mouth. They then are sent out to preach and to teach and to baptize and to administer the Lord's Supper. Yes, still today, God sends out sin and then men. Oh, I suppose if there were some group of perfect men out there in the world, God might just choose them and use them as his pastors. But since the time of Adam and Eve and the fall into sin, there haven't been any of those men. And so God uses sinners in order to do his work. But what does all this have to do with you, who at least I think most of you haven't been called to be pastors? What does it have to do with you other than the fact than that you are reminded today that you have been given a sinner as a pastor? Well, here's the truth. Whatever work you've been given to do, well, you must know that it, for you to do that work in a God-pleasing way, well, you too need to be forgiven before you are sent out to do that work. You too are a sinner in the work which God calls you to do, whether you find that work in a business or in a school or in the home, is a holy work that God truly needs done. And so God indeed each day sends out sin and then he sends out men and women into all sorts of work that he views as critically important. He forgives our sins in order that we might go out to the work that he has given us to do. We saw today again the beginning of it all as a child or children are baptized. As God there sends out sins 
And while we don't see it so clearly maybe today, what is God doing? Well, in part, he's preparing Dustin and Emily for the work that they will do throughout their life. He's giving them the forgiveness of sins that they need in order that they might be prepared right now to be good children and students and later to be things like husbands, and father, or husbands fathers, uh, wives, all sorts of things like that. I suppose when it comes to what the devil would want you to think today, we might say that he doesn't care which option you choose as long as you choose one of these two. He either wants you to believe that your work is not holy, and therefore you can do it yourself without any help from God. Or on the other side, he wants you to believe that you are simply so holy yourself that you can do whatever work needs to be done. But both of those things are lies. Oh, you are a sinner, and the work that God has given you to do is important and holy. And so like Isaiah and Peter and James and John and me, your pastor, and everyone else, do not despair that you are a sinner. Simply admit it. Admit that you are not worthy in and of yourself to do the work that God has given you to do. For if you do, then God will do it again. He will send away your sin, and then he will send you out to the work he has given you. After all, that is why Jesus came in the first place. That is why God sent his son to the cross and then out of the tomb. He did it in order that your sin might be sent away. In order that you might have new life. Both now lived out in the places that God has given you to serve. And forevermore with him. Yes, God still does in our day just what he did in Isaiah's day and Simon Peter's day. He still sends out sin and then men into the work of the holy ministry. But he also sends out sin and then men and women into all sorts of other holy work that he desires to accomplish as well. What's God doing in our reading today? Well, he's sending out sin and men. What's he doing in our lives? The same thing. Thanks be to God that he does not allow our sinful condition rob us of a life full of purpose on this earth or a life of perfection to be lived out with him forever. Thanks be to him that he has given us his son in order that our sin might be sent away forever and that we might be sent out to the things he has given us to do. Amen.